0: seen a lot of uh, Scottish football on television uh, back in Holland. And, uh, of course, uh, you see a fantastic uh, arena here, so, I mean, it was, it was uh, interesting to come to uh, Scotland and play for something. Hello
1: and welcome to the By the Minute Celtic podcast, the daily By the Minute Celtic podcast. My name is Lawrence Stonigan and I'm joined today, as I was joined yesterday, uh, by my co-hosts Mister Paul Thompson, Remy McSwain, Remy, how you doing, Paul?
2: Yeah, I'm still the same as I was yesterday, uh,
1: but getting a bit stir crazy. Right, out walking for another walk. Obviously, You've been running actually.
2: No, no not today. Um, sore legs, so just a walk today.
1: The uh, do you want to tell the world what your new best time for five k is? No. All oh, right, okay then. Oh, you get slaughtered. Well, I, I'm very impressed, uh, Paul. What's your best time for five k, Paul Thompson?
0: Uh, in
1: the car Aye. <laughs> anyway we'll crack on uh, half an hour show probably I'll leave it less today as uh, again the Celtic FC uh, lockdown continues uh, our guest uh, Francis Trainer. Francis how you doing pal?
3: I'm hanging on in there good uh, to be here
1: though uh, you were telling us uh, uh, Trune Town Centre apparently a hive of activity apparently
3: uh, buzzing, buzzing the last couple of days uh, lots of people on the beach with their dogs and their kids actually uh, but maintaining that two metre distance which is good to see
1: here uh, before we go on we get, uh, I mean not uh, self praise is no praise at all uh, So, but uh, thanks for all the kind notes on the podcast we got one uh, particularly struck uh, everybody from our uh, I've seen him around on Twitter good guy, Father Jeb uh, morning guys and gals obviously just wanted to say thanks for the daily pods so far yeah, yeah i don't know how long that's going to last I, i'm working in the nhs in glasgow and it's currently like sitting on the eve of a battle not knowing what tomorrow brings so the drive into work in the morning has seen i've uh, seen the exa- seen the anxiety lifted as i've had the pod and the abundance of motley laughs pouring out through the car speakers thanks for that it's made a wee bit of difference to my world And set up uh, the last few days with a smile rather than a worry. A couple of things. Thanks for that, Father Jeb. The other thing is, um, look after yourself, pal. We're kind of going to need people like you uh, and your colleagues. So uh, look after yourself and your family. And then after that, you can look after the rest of us. Uh, Happy to do the podcast. It's a very, very little that we're doing, but at least it's something. It's about all we can do. Uh, We'll crack on with the show. if anybody's got any uh, topics they want covered, uh, give us a shout. Uh, just put it on the Twitter feed, or you can go at the DMs. Uh, the DMs are open, uh, and we'll we'll try and respond as long as it's not abusive. Uh, lot, uh, well, but a lot of news, a lot of late news, a lot of late breaking news. Remy uh, Hearts just put out a statement uh, asking all staff to take a fifty percent cut in their wages starting from April. Uh, I think that's the first of many.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm just wondering did uh, Stuart send you the super scoreboard tweeting that? It's um, <laughs> it's uh, it, it is the first of many. Elgin have already said they're going to run out of money by the end of May. Um, but you know Hearts are the first big club, and they will not be the last so-called big club to uh, put their hands up and say they're running out of cash. Uh,
1: scary stuff, Francis, isn't it? <laughs>
3: It's scary, Um, obviously our concern is football because that's our passion, but just as little businesses like cafes and other service industries are basically screwed, unfortunately Scottish football looks in the short term like it's going to be absolutely screwed, the lack of money. It's one of the the issues that we've discussed on this pod in the past and other people have talked about, Scottish football outside of Celtic really exists in very much a hand-to-mouth way and... Uh, the, uh, this crisis, no money coming in, no games being played, no prospect of games being played. We're going to see, just as we're going to see with our own lives, a really different landscape, and not just in in six months, but in a year's time. Uh, I know I sound really somber there, but it's it's quite hard to it's hard to be lighthearted about it, isn't it? I don't think any of us have. We I know none of us have ever experienced anything like this, and. Uh, as much as we want to laugh at our friends, the, the cousins of William over at, at Tynecastle um, and the and the, their brethren here in sombre somber times I think and I don't think the 1.5 million that the SFE has promised to feed out to its member clubs is really going to do much. Drop in the ocean?
1: Uh, well I think somebody did the maths on that, I think it's 37 grand per club. I mean uh, <sighs> That's uh, no. uh, that's not really going to cut it. Um, and, and the other thing, uh, Paul, the worrying is, you know, we're not even... Well, it started here in the States. We're in lockdown. But it really hasn't kicked into the same level at home yet. Uh, and already that's so Elgin, um, uh, Hearts. I mean, it's terrifying, isn't it? I mean, how many clubs are going to be left at the end of this? Yeah, I, I
0: mean, that, that's exactly... Francis mentioned small businesses there and I guess if you take football clubs certainly at the smaller end of the, the scale uh, SPFL or, or below it's uh, a lot of them are the hubs of their community they do a lot of things outside football as well it's not just about a a match day but unfortunately the lion's share of the revenue comes from match days it comes for ticket sales it comes for hospitality it comes from pies and bovrows and programs and you know that's just not going to happen for the next four or five months so these guys uh, in large part have lost their entire income streams you know it's, it's horrific I mean we're probably in a privileged position that that we can ride some of this out, we don't know how long for but I'm sure Celtic are, are relatively financially stable as we've talked about but you need a league to play against you need teams to play against and for that perspective alone, never mind the the community aspects of it. It's it's a frightening prospect.
1: The uh, the hand to mouth thing though is uh, it's just uh, uh, Rem. You, you pointed. I mean, I said we saw it earlier the near NFC. I mean, that's a, people haven't seen it. Uh, you can go at their Twitter feed, but you just talk us through it, Rem. It was it was fascinating. You know, the, the complete antithesis of the hand to mouth thing, and you know what they're doing in, in the current oh. circumstances.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, you remember I used to work up in Inverness and uh, one of the boys in my work played for the County, so I went to see them and uh, I was well treated by a few people on their committee when I went up to see them. And uh, they had they had, had a terrible time um, where they had to refinance, basically, and the community dug them out a hole and now they've really kindly offered to dig people in the community out of a hole if they need the help in the current challenging times and it's what a, a, a community club should be doing uh, and it's if you haven't seen Nairn County's tweet I would advise you to go on and have a look at it. Uh,
1: it's, it's phenomenal basically <laughs> you, you know they, they they eschewed the hand-to-mouth existence thing and started putting a little bit away and it, it does make you I mean, there's no point in point scoring at this stage, but it does. I think there has to be a reassessment of uh, of how football clubs are run in, after this, how football clubs are run in Scotland. Because. Yeah, uh, I
2: think, Lonzo, well, so to be fair, though, part part of Scotland's problem is that the massive percentage of the turnover that comes through the gate money. You know, the, 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 the all clubs, I think it's 43% of the average club's turnover comes through the gate money, and that's nowhere near any other club's in Britain or in Europe because of their TV deals but I mean Hearts have been screwed and they would they would have been expecting to play a Scottish Cup semi-final next month which you know they would have probably I don't know I think they pull the gates for the two games they'd have probably got half a million quid boom mm-hmm. down this morning yep. now I don't know whether the SFA can say we're going to sell the tickets for the semi-final at no date and people can buy it to, to help Hearts, Hibs, Aberdeen if they need it you know, I don't know if that's it's feasible.
1: Um, but even I, I get all that, uh, Rem. But you know, moving ahead, if you get a hundred quid in on match day, you've got to put a couple of quid away every week, regardless. You, you know, and you have to cut your cloth to, you know, ninety-eight quid a week match day revenue rather than a hundred quid match day revenue. I mean, that, it's clearly that's what clubs like St Johnson have done. Although they probably have money in the bank from selling the ground and all that stuff, but. Uh, there has to be a there has to be a reassessment. Uh here, yeah,
2: Wendy, if you look at you look at some of the, the business plans in, in Scottish football, you know, they, they would never they never. would never get through I mean, you take like the Bundesliga, you know, they they're very stringent in what clubs are allowed to do. You know, some of the some of the business plans in, in Scotland are complete bag back of fag packets. And, you know, the club and Govern are the are the worst. You know, for that they they never have the money to see out a season I mean in Germany they wouldn't be allowed to even start the season
1: uh, again it will be interesting to see what will happen to them uh, I mean hopefully their mystery Middle East or whatever is Far East um...
2: did you see did you see the, the tweet I sent the, 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 on the DM thread uh, today about oh. his uh, Japanese Twitter account
1: no go on I never saw that
2: oh Jesus man
0: the guy's like, it's an absolute. <laughs> 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 Jesus, I'm uh,
1: can, can we read one of them out? Because I've got them in front of me. Ah uh, yeah, on, on, you, on you go, Paul. I, go on.
0: I, hang go on. I, hang,
1: before you do that, Paul, Francis, how come you and I have been kept off this uh, secret little Twitter uh, back channel they've got? you know on it. Oh, I'm on <laughs> a... <laughs>
0: You're on <not> it, Lance. <laughs>
1: Anyway, i to go. Right, come just, on, so...
3: read this out. I want to here. I want to here. I want oh. something to cheer me up. Right, uh...
0: Oh, Christ, I can't find it now. It was... Uh... Oh. <laughs> uh... Hold on, just give me a sec.
2: I'm going to try and open it. Uh, hold on. It's <laughs> hilarious. <is> <laughs> you're, you're a researcher, Francis, but you weren't on this for some reason. I see, I know. Uh, hold on. It was, it was posted by uh, History Boys at GTFYB, uh, and I got it from uh, at Ian Boyle, um, who I do follow, Halloween. Um, he found, this guy uh, found a Japanese Twitter account, uh, Stuart Gibson loves, at Stuart Gibson underscore, from uh, Tokyo in Japan. Uh, born in Scotland, living in Roppongi, Yep. love money and stewardesses <gasps> own a who they're waiting for DMs from ladies who'd like to ride the boat
1: I've <laughs> uh, found it now and here's another, this, if this is true the Scots this, descendants this is,
2: the, this is their latest saviour Twitter account
1: <laughs> this can't be right I, I, I we'll put a disclaimer in this this is astonishing stuff <laughs> Uh, uh yeah some this is a spoof account uh, there's more there's oh more. I know I can I can uh, see uh, them I, 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 I'm, I'm jumping in yeah. here so I was gonna say I'm jumping in here to stop yeah. you because I think if we are assigning this to this guy i I don't think we should be doing that I mean it's some of it's just brilliant yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway if you want to direct- you should tweet, should tweet it out anyway just uh, with a is it, is it, I like, I like, sorry,
2: I like the, the hair on my head. Maybe thinning, but I'm told my chest hair is like a wild bear. Right, ladies who love bears, I'm waiting.
4: Oh
0: <laughs> There's your proof. He's a bear. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, am th- I'm, I'm convinced that's that can't be real. Um, that's almost uh no. Anyway, uh, somebody can. Uh, who, whose Twitter feed is that on again? Uh, Rem.
2: Uh, it's uh. Guy history boys at gtfyb.
1: Here, uh, moving on uh, from that, the UEFA um, Francis. Uh, I think uh, I do not know the year. I can't keep up with UEFA chief executives. The latest ones. He was saying that the priority is to finish games. Uh, so they obviously they cancelled the uh, Euros, uh, cancelled, postponed the Euros. Uh, put out the preference to finish the games, but the, all the leagues by the thirtieth of June. Uh, that um that that was poo-pooed by well you know Italy Spain Scotland as well apparently on the QT uh i think there's a correct me if i'm wrong is there, i think there's a SPFL board meeting tomorrow at which uh, some big decisions are going to be taken have i got that right and firstly we we haven't been on what do you think what what's your opinion on what should happen
3: um, well, and what should happen, or what I think will happen? Well, <laughs> um, well, uh, what, yeah, both, both, I guess.
1: Yeah, both.
3: So um, I cannot see uh, any circumstances under which football can be played in Scotland or anywhere uh, else in the UK or August or September. I just cannot see any circumstances under which that would happen. Uh, we already know that nobody wants the games behind closed doors. Um, that that's not going to be feasible. Um, so I, like everyone else I think there's probably only two ways to proceed we either um, call this as it is now, declare that uh, the, the teams at the top of the four leagues in Scotland are the champions uh, how you deal with relegation I don't know I think there is a, an argument to be made for no relegation and two coming up from the championship etc that could be worked out, all of those logistical things can be done, perhaps it means two to uh, truncated seasons to follow this there's a good chance that this virus <laughs> uh, the the chaos it's causing is not going to go away this year we're looking at it going right into next year so perhaps if we took a long term view at it and said we're going to have perhaps to have a football season that runs um, uh, October to April for the next two seasons we need to do that I do uh, not think that there's un- un- any circumstances under which the season could be declared null and void the legal mind traps uh, and minefield around that are are too great um, and the only other uh, way to do it is to, um, the peak of this has passed which could be August uh, and they play out the remaining games of this season have a two week gap and then start next season how, how else can we do it um, and I, I did make the mistake last night of listening to both Sports Sound or uh, certainly the podcast of Sports Sound and, and Super Scoreboard and uh, Kenny McIntyre I actually thought was going to have a heart attack about if he said null and void one more time uh, and similarly finished didn't finish all of Super Scoreboard but Uh, at least they were a bit more realistic in saying, you know, we won't have any football, we really won't have any football in in the next um, couple of months. So, short answer is, I don't have the definitive way forward for it. Um, However, we have to accept as every aspect of life is basically thrown up in the air, the school's are finishing this week, kids will not be back at school until August. We have to... Be pragmatic and practical about how we deal with this. And if we want, as you just said there, the worry is when all of this is settles down, what do we have remaining in Scottish football? Do we have a viable league? Celtic need teams to play against for it to be a viable league. We have to do the thing that works out best in the long term. Um, of course, that to me is declaring Celtic champions. Obviously. Going uh-huh. uh, on oh, I- too long.
1: <laughs> no, I, I was just going to say this is far, far too coherent and sensible for this podcast. You're, <laughs> you're, never, you're, you're never getting invited back. I'm
4: never coming back. Huh?
1: The uh, uh, Again, uh, my uh, great uh, football uh, tactics hero, uh, Michael Beale, had done a, an interview uh, oh. and he, uh, yeah. unsurprisingly, Paul, his suggestion was we go back to the uh, the halfway point uh, and declare <laughs> the champions from there, that old chest up from yesterday. I, yeah. You know, he's he's supposed to be the brains of it, isn't
0: he? Yeah, if it's funny, we'd go back to that particular point. My, my favourite bit, I think it's just, we were talking about the, the, the DMs earlier, was when he said that you know, halfway should be when everybody's played, everybody home and away, which, <laughs> funnily enough, we'd still... No, I'll accommodate Rangers' desire to be champions because you know they've got that rearranged game against St. Johnson which was postponed for the first half of the season. So, you know, he even contradicted himself in saying that he's obviously done it with a the, the design to try and try and bring some perverse logic to it, but he, he hasn't even got the facts right behind it. Uh, Not after yesterday that that follow follow list that. I'm wondering now. Instead of being the the, the guy with the the COVID nineteen fixation, whether it was your man David Graham that put that post up on follow follow as His first act as PR. Head. Uh,
1: yeah, the uh, the the other thing that Beale it was very funny. Clearly, like Gerard, he's a Liverpool supporter. He said, you know, in the case of Liverpool, well, it's very very obvious that you give them the title because they're you know they're twenty points ahead or whatever. I was just wondering, you know, what could you imagine a court case at which point would uh would uh, my Lord Beale uh, introduce the cutoff? You know, would it be seventeen points? Would it be twelve points? Would it be twenty points? Uh, the the uh, the logical gymnastics—if that's a, a phrase that anybody would would acknowledge—the logical g- gymnastics are just, you know, pathetic. Uh, Rem Michael Beale—is he—is he off your Christmas card list?
2: Well, yeah, I, I, I'm afraid I didn't really rate him as highly as you. You know, that you're. Uh, we, I think you said we needed somebody like Michael Beal at Celtic. Um, well, he, he's obviously <laughs> outed himself and fall fallen out, and the
1: guy's a clown. Uh, it was a very and uh, what annoyed me. So
3: Lawrence is always willing to sacrifice himself for talking points. <laughs>
4: <laughs> hey,
1: it's <laughs> uh, my one public service in this great time of global crisis. <laughs> I, I'm Remy Remy's punch bag. The uh, <laughs> it is uh, yeah, it's a uh, again, it seems so small. I, I, well, we talk about this is what we're on to talk about is football, but our concerns seem so small in the uh, you know, in the, in the general <laughs> landscape. Sorry, go on, Paul. What well, are you gonna yeah.
0: say? Well, just, sorry to interrupt. one thing I was going to say, just I mean, as a I mean, it's a kind of personal thing. I've got a, a, a kid at high school and I've got a kid at university, right. And part of what they're going through just now is, uh, thankfully, neither of them had year-end exams this year, but a lot of their friends, et cetera, have. So we're going through this scenario where the schools and universities potentially are gonna to have to award uh, you know, certificates and award degrees based on coursework. So in other words, the school years and the university academic years all probably aren't going to finish, they're doing remote working from home, but they're not going to be able to set exams, that kind of thing. So, I think the point I'm trying to make, I guess, is sort of reinforcing what Francis says we're in unprecedented times. You know, the tribalism around, uh, well, you can't do that because is quite frankly out the window because you know, none of us have experienced this. This is, you know, it's the old cliche, but it's wartime stuff, isn't it? It's Life's going in a different direction, but I just wonder if some of the people who are kind of fulminating and fuming at the mouth about the week season being finished, if they've got kids or close family involved in that type of situation, would they argue against their kid being awarded a
1: degree? Well, well, exactly, and uh, and of course the other argument is well, if the SPFL tomorrow, the board meets tomorrow, if they, and I think this what what Harry was referring to earlier uh, earlier on in the week. I think this board meeting tomorrow is. Is uh, pivotal, um, you know. So we're not given you know so that Celtic title if it was given tomorrow would be uh, would have a, an asterisk against it forever. What if he gave a league title to a team that uh, when the league stopped were thirteen points uh, behind the leaders? I mean, how big would the asterisks yeah. need to be? Um, it's unbelievable because
2: he doesn't want to count games that haven't been played but he's quite happy to ignore games that have been played it's mental anyway they've collapsed they've collapsed since Christmas and you know their form they are, they were not winning the league anyway mathematically yes they could same as there's a team in England mathematically could win the
4: league
3: just on no. oh, no, a oh, no. Just come back to that point about you know the landscape of Scottish football. Can what is going to uh, survive uh, this pandemic, etc. Did anyone read Matthew Lindsay's piece in the uh, Herald today? I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a flavour. I'll give you the headline. Fans tipped to rally around crisis-hit Scottish clubs, just like Rangers supporters on the journey. Oh.
1: <laughs>
2: so that means they're all going bust then.
3: And, and basically, you've got about 500 words about uh, Ali McCoy's men and their journey. Huge crowds, despite playing against minnows like Annan, Elgin City and Montrose. And then, uh, Remy, you're going to love this. The attendance of 50,048 40, 50, at their final league match against Berwick Rangers was a world record for a fourth-tier fixture.
2: Yeah, it wasn't, but there we go. <laughs> I
3: know, I know. But, yeah, um... yeah f- fantastic
1: uh, d- just getting back to uh, again, we might be underplaying this, but I just want to emphasise this SPFL board meeting uh, tomorrow. Uh, uh, we got a bit of a tip. Actually, you and Rem, we, we were on the same text. It uh, uh, looks. I mean, UEFA obviously they're trying to they're trying to protect their uh, financial properties, um, <clears throat> but they kind of pretty high high level source is saying you know the, certainly at Celtic they think that the. Uh, that the uh, it'll be up to the national associations. The UEFA are going to leave it up to the national s- associations to decide on league determination uh, and and entrance for the Champions League, Europa League, etc., etc. So if if that's the case, then you know tomorrow that meeting tomorrow is going to be. Uh, you could keep your eyes on that. That could be very very important. Uh, knowing the SPFL, they'll probably defer a decision for a little while, which I think is reasonable in the circumstances, but. I uh, will have Harry on on Friday. Uh, he made the prediction that Celtic would be champions by Friday, so he can come on on Friday and and defend himself or or be triumphant. Um, uh, so th- that that's uh, th- that's something to look out for. Here, uh, a couple of more, uh, just a couple of more things. I don't know if anybody's. There's not much uh, football news around, but there was a the. I don't know if it was a record. Or s- somebody lifted a Lee Griffiths interview. Uh, Paul, uh, you're the our Lee Griffiths correspondent. Griffiths. Talking to Celtic View, saying that well, blah blah blah, but he's hoping to get a bit leaner and a bit fitter. Quite a comeback for Griffiths, so and it's it is. I mean, I'm not saying anything that's not been said a million times before, but it's like getting a, getting a new player in it.
0: Aye, and uh, again, have to hold our hands up. I think probably Remy and I both on the the, the January podcast after the 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 Rangers defeat were were both quite. Maybe cynical is too strong a word, but we were quite sure that Griffiths was finished, and God, he's proved us proven us wrong. Uh it's it's he's a fantastic player. I mean, he's 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 got his limitations. We've, we've always on this podcast talked about him being a a very 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 strong player at, at Scottish level, SPFL level, but maybe not quite being good enough for the the next level up at, at Champions League, but. You know, it'd be churlish to say anything other than than positive, good vibes about him for the last two, three months. Because I think he's just given the whole team a boost. He's given the fans a boost. He's he's got a a good rapport uh, w- with the Celtic support. Everybody knows he's a, a kind of mad hippie but he's he's still you know he gives everything when he's out there. And I think after what he, he's been through and probably got a bit of criticism that some of it was probably justified before his illness, but certainly. During and after his illness, he was well supported by the club, and uh, it's it's nice to see him back. and uh, And hopefully, he can pick up where he left off when we do get back playing.
1: Francis Lee Griffiths pretty been pretty good recently, hasn't he?
3: Oh, he has been absolutely fantastic. As the guy said, uh, I, I personally. Um, Said earlier in the season to my brother, I didn't think he would ever kick a ball in in serious in any kind of serious way for Celtic again. Uh, what he's done since the the turn of the year has been nothing short of extraordinary. Uh, and if the our season, our our final game of this season is the one in which he scored the hat trick, then that's a pretty it's pretty good for him to be to to look on that, um, and for us to to enjoy it. Uh, I've never been his greatest fan, but he certainly knows how to put a a ball in the back of the net and um, I'm really pleased for him that he seems to have um, overcome whatever difficulties were going on in his personal life to overcome that and come back and be playing football at the level he's managed has been nothing short of fantastic to see so um, and I, I think I didn't read the whole article but did he say something about losing weight? Aha uh-huh, you, you did th- some, I want to get There must be something about, about number nines and, and oh, having said that Alfredo's number 20 isn't he and they're a bit of
1: a Aye, I, I, well, I was going to ask you about that, Morellis or Griffiths, Francis? Uh,
3: Griffiths, and and the reason for that is because um, even when he's at his frustrating, uh, worst, you know, when he's lashing at the ball because he's just got a goal and waited. Um, when uh, when he's on his game, he's he's. Yeah, he's proven it for us over the last, what, is that six years? Six years he's been at Celtic. Uh, Pretty, yeah. Um, And also, he does have a moaning wee face and he looks like he gets irked at stuff, but he does not have a face you'd never tire of punching. I let myself
1: myself
3: down
4: here.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you have. uh, Yeah, because this is a very highbrow uh, organisation here. uh,
4: Obviously.
1: <laughs> I, I think you make a pretty good point, Francis. The uh, the thing about moreales he just brings a room down, doesn't he? Could you imagine being in a dressing room with him? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm sure Griffiths, as you say, Griffiths is a bit of a moaning face, but uh, but uh, you know, moreales is just a black a black cloud around the club. Uh, and, and in terms of well, Rem, Morelis or Griffiths, i trying not to be biased. He's a
2: he's a very heavy black hanging around the club for well, there is or Ellis, as well. Uh, <laughs> Griffiths every time
1: because
2: he's a far better player and goal scorer
1: he's certainly a more technically and, gifted and player isn't
2: he he doesn't get he doesn't get sent off for petulance all the time
1: uh, yep here uh, one more thing uh, again our f- thanks to our friends at the Daily Record uh, <clears throat> the, uh, they did a story seven players that we might never see play in a Celtic shirt uh, this is a good chance for you, Remy, to get the old uh, tacky boots on. The names—they're uh, either out of contract or their loans are up. Uh, it'd be Craig Gordon, Fraser Foster, um, uh, Elian Nusey, Arzani, Bauer, Johnny Hayes, and Calvin Miller. So of, of those, uh, Gordon, Hayes, and Miller would be out of contract. Would you sign any of those three, Rem? Yeah. Do
2: you want me to go through them all
1: individually? Well, we leave uh, a few for Francis I'm... and Paul.
2: <laughs> well, I can hire a taxi for the likes of Gordon and Hayes and Bauer. Um, never, never really need to see them again. I'm. I would El Deljanusic before his injury, but right now I wouldn't. Uh, but we must sign Foster.
1: It's an absolute. Must. Yeah. Uh, from from my perspective, Arzani, I would have liked to see it, but it was that you know twenty minutes display at Dundee, which is, was quite enticing, but never saw him again. Calvin Miller uh, yeah it was a shame he he obviously just is one of these um, youth system players that just didn't didn't have it in the end uh, Johnny Hayes Francis uh, would you would he not fit like a near beat on role be a one year contract I wouldn't mind re-signing Hayes I think there were uh, there were no. in negotiations with him no, no. not for you
3: uh, no not for me I mean he's he, my god he's a, the boys a, a trier but we need more than that we need better than that and and um, it kind of says a lot about, um, I, I know Lenny, can I guess, he, he has his favourites and people he plays. That it says a lot that he was choosing um, Johnny Hayes ahead of the two left-backs that he himself signed, um, you know, ball and goalie and, and um, uh, why is my mind going to blank? What's his, Taylor. Taylor. his name there? Greg Taylor, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, no, no, please no, no, not, don't think Johnny he's for another... I mean, maybe another year... I mean, if the, here's the bizarre thing, here's another thing we haven't even touched on. If the season is not to be concluded by the 30th of June and it's somehow we, we do decide we must complete it before we start next season, however, we won't start it until August, what about all of the players who are out of contract? What about players who have signed pre-contracts to other teams and all of that are the ramifications are incredibly complex and I understand that's probably why UEFA set that date of June 30th because most football contracts end on the 30th of June, I know some end earlier uh, but that's that tends to be when they end. So I would say that it will be a shame. Like Remy, I really hope we sign Fraser Foster. I think he wants to be at Celtic. I think he's been reborn with us. Uh, so please bring him back permanently. Again, like Elianousi, I would have signed him again back in October, but he's not looked so great since he came back. The rest of them, thanks for your service, but let's move on.
1: Uh, Paul, any of those seven that you fancy? Well, obviously, Foster... Uh, I mean, he's one that I think uh, there's not. A, you wouldn't find a Celtic fan anywhere in the world who say that, that we shouldn't be signing Foster. Any of the others? Uh
0: yep. Yeah, I I would uh, I would go against the tide here. I would I would keep Johnny Hayes. Uh, I think Johnny Hayes uh, he's a limited football player. There's a place in your squad for uh, an honest artisan, somebody that will that will just sweat blood and on occasion uh, will will step in to do a particular job in a particular game. Uh, there's games where, where Johnny Hayes came in and he's created no impression at all but there are a number of games this season where he's came in and he, he has made a difference to the team when he's played so I would be inclined to you know along the lines of your suggestion the uh, Beton-esque one year extension and you know apart from anything else it's going to be a big transition next year if Francis just touched on it it's going to be a a dramatic transition now I think we, we were working towards that kind of managed change over the summer But every club in Europe is going to be in a a kind of strange state uh, going over it. So having some continuity is not going to be a bad idea. And unless we're going to go out and sign two world-class left-sided players, uh, we're probably going to need some sort of cover there because we're not strong enough on the left.
1: It'll be all right when uh, K- K- Kieran Tierney comes back on loan next year. We'll be we'll be well covered. Here, I, I really it's a lovely turn of phrase, uh, Paul. An honest artisan. It reminds me of Remy on this podcast. The um, <laughs> <laughs> he's our Johnny Hayes. What do you think, Paul? Do you like that? Oh well, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's one way of
0: putting it. But no. no, I like his. I would I would keep him. A, 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 you know, not not as a charity. Uh, a, contact either. I mean I, I genuinely think there's games when you need somebody maybe for the last twenty minutes of a game just to come in and show some legs and uh and a weary team and put some tackles in and just generally run around to be a nuisance and he can certainly do that.
1: Oh that's definitely oh. right ra- that's definitely Remy run around to be a nuisance. Yeah have you been on the brave have uh, you been on oh, the brave
2: pills today? Very
1: good. Uh Anyway, uh Francis, any other business you don't you don't bring us we usually have, our guests come on, you usually have a bombshell news exclusive for us. Have you got anything?
3: Uh, I have nothing. Mm-hmm. Sorry.
1: <laughs> have Hopeless.
3: Nothing. Except that I'm I'm lately gonna be um uh, basically watching my nieces for the next few months because the, they I're out of school so pray for me please
1: <laughs> that that's worse than Harry's bombshell news exclusive I have to tell you Francis oh. Francis watched their nieces here uh, Francis good to have you on uh, we'll get you on uh good to be back. uh good yep. yeah we'll uh, hopefully we'll have we'll have a championship uh, Celtic championship edition next week uh, we'll see we'll get yes. you on the uh <laughs> talk to you soon Paul Remy talk to you soon guys Thanks, mate. See you all
0: Cheers. well, guys. Thanks, guys. All
3: right. Thank you. Thank you.